Hello, and welcome back to the Get Unstuck and On Target podcast. I'm Mike O'Neill, your host from Bench Builders. We're speaking with successful business leaders to uncover tips to help you break down the barriers that are keeping you or your business stuck. Joining me today from Atlanta is Steve Hillis. Welcome, Steve. Good, uh, good morning, Mike. Good to be with you. Well, I'm glad you're with me. I'm looking forward to our time together today. Steve was a guest on our webinar series and his sales leadership background and just the practical manner in which he explains things makes him a perfect guest for this podcast. Steve has led large national sales teams and he is the founder of Empower Partners. Steve will be sharing his insights on how to move from unstuck on target by becoming more focused on your goals. So Steve, let me just jump right in. In what ways do salespeople and sales organizations get stuck? Yeah, great question, Mike. Uh, we see a lot of that these days uh, dealing with the COVID pandemic. Uh, and I would tell you that um, ways that we're seeing people get, uh, get stuck are um, by sheltering themselves uh, too much in their home, by avoiding uh, prospecting and calling on their customers, uh, because many times we hear the excuse of, well, my customers uh, are, are working from home to their office, so I don't want to bother them. Uh, all, kinds of, all kinds of excuses that we hear. And I would say that, that the uh, the root cause of that, of course, is uh, fear of, of the uh, unknown, uh, the uncertainty that surrounds our, our work environment today uh, due to COVID. Uh, and, uh, and we're just seeing because of that fear um, and because people are, uh, for the most part, working out of their home office, uh, that has just created a real challenging uh, dynamic that uh, some, some of our clients are actually thriving in that uh, environment and, and having their record months. Uh, I would have to say a lot of people, though, are not. A lot of people are uh, succumbing to the, to the fear. They're uh, retreating to their basement and, and not being proactive. Hmm. Steve, you know, there's probably some misnomers out there about sales. Um, as a business owner, you're a business owner, I'm a business owner. It means that we're always in a mode of selling. We need to be in a position to explain what we can do for our clients. But when you are working with sales folks, what do you find are the kind of characteristics that make for a good salesperson? Yeah, I, I would say there's a few things that regardless of your industry uh, are, are common traits of, of top producers or good salespeople. Uh, one is having a, a strong positive attitude. Um, I would say second, uh, if I'm trying to list these in priority, would be uh, a good work ethic. Uh, and then the third, I would say, would be uh, integrity. Uh, you know, one of the things that we we uh, teach in our coaching is that people buy from people they like and trust. Uh, it's not really about the product or the price or service in most cases, you know, it's really more about uh, relationships. And so 
Um, so because of that, you know, being able to, um, to connect with customers in a real way, showing customers you really care about them and their business are some of the most important traits. That being said, is someone who is good in sales automatically likely going to be good in sales management? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, uh, that's a, that's another pandemic that I think we're plagued with, uh, because so many times, uh, people are promoted to sales management because they were a good salesperson, but, uh, managing and leading people is a whole different uh, ball game. And so um, you certainly can learn those skills. And, and many times we do see that, that top salespeople, if they, if they have the right training, if they develop the right discipline, uh, then they can be, can be great leaders. So if you were to describe as a sales leader, helping sales leader be more effective as sales leaders and helping individual salespeople more effective. Let's go back to managing salespeople. How, what would you say is the hardest part of managing a sales force? I would say, I would say uh, one of the hardest parts is uh, holding them accountable. Uh, you know, as we, we talk to a lot of sales leaders uh, every week and, and that's probably the most common uh, problem or concern that we hear is that they, they might have good training, they might have a good system, uh, but how do you hold them accountable? Uh, you know, I was talking with a client just this past week and they've invested in a very expensive CRM system. Uh, they implemented that with their sales team. They thought that was going to bring the discipline and accountability that they needed, but it's done just the opposite. It's frustrated their sales team. They're not getting the results. Now they're, now they're concerned about wasting time and money. So, you know, whether you're looking at how to, how to track sales results or how to track your customer base in a CRM or how you're just trying to grow your sales or profits, uh, being able to implement the change that you need uh, is, is the first part, then training your people and giving them good tools. But then, how do you motivate your team and, and hold them accountable in a motivational way? Uh, so that's a, that's the companies I see that are thriving are the ones that have learned to, to do that in a motivational way. We, we actually have a, a training module called motivational accountability. And, and it just, it helps the leaders understand how to hold the right kind of meetings, how to have uh, the right one-on-one -on -one meetings. Uh, one of the things I'll share with you that we, we uh, teach leaders and, and it's usually a, a, a two module process to, to really get this developed. But we tell leaders the most important meeting they should have every month is a one-on-one -on -one, uh, closed door session with every person that reports to them and you don't talk about business. You're focused on that person's goals, you're focused on the business goals, uh, you're, you're trying to understand what their challenges are, what their, what their future development plan needs to be. And a good personal conference is what we call that is when the employee, uh, talks 80% of the time and the leader, uh, listens 80% of the time. So it's things like that, that, that start to change the, uh, the culture 
and give business leaders, you know, the, the tools that they need to be a great leader. Steve, I'm intrigued by your reference to a CRM. And just for those who are not familiar with that abbreviation, CRM stands for? Customer Relationship Management System. So uh, that's something that's very common these days to try to manage your sales forces, to have a software program that salespeople have to enter their customer information, their project information. Uh, it's a way to, to track your business and track your, your sales. So uh, that, uh, that's what CRM represents. I asked that question in part, Steve, because a CRM has baked into it uh, goals. And you had mentioned at the beginning of our time together that one of the best ways to get unstuck, either individually or as an organization, is by focusing on goals. You mentioned that the CRM sometimes is uh, resisted by a sales organization. What is it about a CRM that generates some pushback? Uh, good question. I would say, Mike, what causes the pushback uh, when a CRM is implemented is um, is lack of training. Uh, most of the time we see that we just give a very small <clears throat> tutorial or some kind of uh, minimal training and expect salespeople are going to pick it up and learn it. And not all people learn the same way. Uh, typically salespeople are very busy with their prospecting, taking care of customers, putting out fires. And, and if it's not, if it's not launched correctly with good training and good communication from, from senior management, it becomes one of those other things that uh, salespeople perceive it to be big brother looking over my shoulder. You know, my boss is just wanting to create something else for me to do. You know, I'm already working 60, 70 hours a week, and now I've got to come home at night and sit at my kitchen table instead of being with my family and enter all this information. So it, a lot of it is, is just inadequate training and the way that it's launched. We believe that a big part of, it, of the problem is that salespeople have not yet developed the discipline and the focus to track their information. And so you just hit them with a CRM and it's like throwing uh, gas on a fire. Uh, what we typically do is, is take companies through um, a, a good understanding of their goals and then tie those goals to their daily activity. And this is before a CRM is launched. And then we get the salesperson, we do this through one-on-one -on -one coaching typically with a salesperson uh, where they'll really open up to us and share their concerns. But we work through that with them slowly and we get them accustomed to tracking their own daily activity, the most important five things that they're, they need to do to accomplish their business goals. And then we have a simple tracking system that, that they own, that they manage, and, and their boss isn't even involved in it yet. And what we found is when a salesperson gets ownership to that type of uh, uh, accountability on their own, and they're raising the bar on their daily sales goals themselves with our coaching along the way, once they develop that habit and they understand it and they see how that integrates with their business, then when you try to implement an expensive CRM system, um, 
then they're much more open to it because they've already developed that habit. You know, it's interesting you said what you said, and that is uh, ICRM will not fix some of the things that we're talking about if you don't have clear organization goals and if the salesperson does not have a clear understanding of what they have to do on a daily basis in attainment of those goals, a CRNM, that's not going to fix that whatsoever. That's right. And, but then you also said something, and I want to make sure I heard this correctly. You said it actually twice, so I think I did hear this. And that is the importance of don't just assume that they know what the CRM is and mm-hmm. how it works. Your advice is as good as a CRM is, it's only as good as your ability to explain how it is a tool, not big brother. And you're encouraging a fair amount of one-on-one, not only in rolling out the CRM, but as they get comfortable with CRM, you're saying that a CRM rolled out correctly can really empower a salesperson to better understand their clients, better understand how what they're doing leads to improved sales, improved profitability. Am I hearing that correctly? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're, you're right on track. Steve, one of the things I asked if you'd be willing to elaborate on is um, how to get unstuck by focusing on goals. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate more on that, please? Sure. It, it's, it's probably one of my favorite subjects and probably one of the things that we deal with in consulting and, and coaching more than anything. And usually when companies uh, have us start working with their people, uh, many, many times we hear that, well, uh, John is, uh, uh, was a good producer for us at one time, but we don't know what's, he's, he's stuck. He, we, he can't, you know, something's uh, uh, wrong with his attitude or performance or something like that. And so one of the first things that we, that we do is take that person and help them first identify what their personal goals are and work through that. Uh, we, we look at five-year goals and then we, we narrow that down to a list of five goals for the next 12 months. And we have them get very specific with that. Uh, and then we, do the, then we do the same thing with business goals. And first we, we spend some time Sometimes it's a joint meeting or joint call, but we want to make sure that they visit with their boss and understand what the company goals are and how they play into that. Uh, Many times that's not done by companies. You know, you've just got these general goals out there, grow sales, you know, grow 20% and, and that's all they get. And that's not, that's not specific enough. So once we get the goals identified, uh, then there's a process that we, that we take them through. Um, and there's a couple things I'll share with you and your audience. Uh, once you get your list of, of the top five personal goals and the top five business goals, then spend some time thinking about making that very specific. You know, if, if one of your, one of your, uh, uh, personal goals is to be healthier, then what exactly do you need to do to be healthier? You know, do you need to lose 30 pounds or do you need to eat better? And so get it very specific. And the other thing is to then find a picture that represents each of those 10 goals. 
we found that, that our mind remembers pictures five times better than letters or numbers. And so we, we want to take advantage of that fact and, and how our mind works. And so we find a picture that represents the goal. Uh, and then we, then, then we identify a one or two word purpose of the goal. And sometimes this takes several days of thinking about it very seriously. But when we identify the purpose behind that goal, then write that one or two words across the picture. And then the discipline part of this is reviewing that. That becomes a vision board. You take the pictures, glue it to a foam board or, or create something like that. Uh, I've got some clients that have a whole wall in their office that's their vision board. Others do it electronically, but find a way to get these pictures and the, and the purpose uh, identified where before eight o'clock in the morning, you review each of those goals and look at those pictures at night before you go to bed, make that the last thing that you do. You can, you can have a picture of it on your, on your iPhone where if you travel, you pull it up when you're in the hotel. And we get our clients to review those goals twice a day, seven days a week. And after about 30 days to 60 days, those images, the, the commitment to the purpose on those goals solidifies, or we call that crystallizing in your mind. And it starts to change your behavior. Uh, you start to find solutions to things that you didn't think before. We're tapping into parts of our, our thinking that many times go untapped. Uh, but we found that when we can do that, that's one of the best ways to, to, to get someone unstuck from where they are or in neutral to really motivate it around achieving something better, achieving something more. Um, and, and, you know, we, the other thing that I, I would say about getting unstuck is, uh, in today's environment is learning to deal with, uh, procrastination. Uh, learning to deal with distractions. I mean, we're working from home. I've got clients that their spouse is working from home. Their three kids are doing school from home. You know, so they're trying to do business and the dogs are barking and the kids are screaming. And I mean, it's almost like chaos. I've got one client that doesn't have a, an office or a nice basement to go to. You know, he sits in his car in the garage and makes his business calls hoping he can get enough quiet to actually get through a call. I mean, it's a real challenge that we're, we're dealing with. So to get unstuck, I think we, we, we need to find ways to uh, develop more discipline around our schedule. Uh, you know, discipline is one of those things that when we're in a routine and going to an office, then there's structure. And so it's easier to be a little bit disciplined about that. I show up at eight o'clock, I, I do this, I do that, I have my meetings, and then I go home. When we're working from a home office, you know, too many people are still sitting there in their pajamas because nobody's holding them accountable and they're getting a cup of coffee and watching CNN for two hours in the morning before they, you know, pick up a phone and call the first customer. So it's that lack of discipline, that lack of structure that causes many people to get stuck or to lose ground during this time. The top producers that, that we see during this time are taking advantage of technology they're doing Zoom meetings like you and I are doing now. They're, they're presenting their products over Zoom. They're mailing products to customers. Uh, they're, they're being more strategic about face-to-face -face meetings. And uh, the average we found before COVID, there's been some studies on this, the average salesperson made three to four effective sales calls per day. 
we believe now if you take advantage of technology and if you develop this discipline we're talking about and better systems for uh, your daily work habits, you can double that. We think you can, a good salesperson should be at six to eight effective sales calls a day and much more productive. So there's an opportunity, I think, coming out of all that we've been through to, uh, to actually win and, and, and sell more and, be, and, and make more money. But it does take focus, it does take discipline, and you have to learn to deal with those distractions and procrastination. Well, I like to unpack some of these things. This is fantastic stuff. Um, let's go back a moment to goal setting. What I understood you to say is that you're recognizing that these sales folks, they're individuals first. Mm -hmm. And as individuals, they need to have a set of personal goals. And if I understand correctly, you have said that they probably need to have five individual goals. Mm -hmm. In the same way, what you also said is that as a sales leader, they need to understand if they work for you is that there are going to be business goals. And what you said for both is both personal and professional is they have to be specific. Right. And you also said they have to be so specific that if they could reduce that goal to a picture, mm -hmm. that that picture means something to them. It's not something told them like a cold, hard number. That picture means something to them, both personally and professionally. But then you go back and lay on top of that picture specific words. And that when you put these picture goals combined with words, both personal and business, in some means, be it physical, on a phone board, or perhaps electronic, what I heard you say is that that's not when it ends, that's when it begins. Mm -hmm. And if you, if I understand what you just said also correctly, is that you're, you're trying to create habits. And in creating the habit, you're trying to instill the discipline of starting your day, clarifying what those goals are, and ending the day in reflection of to what extent that I make progress towards those goals, both personally and professionally. And what you said that if you do that, that the habit of doing that on a daily basis over the span of 30 days should result in improved outcomes. And what you also are saying that this COVID is actually is creating opportunity for those who embrace technology. This is good stuff, Steve, because what you're saying is because we don't have the hassle of commuting, we have the advantage of pre-planned Zoom meetings. You're saying that what was an average day of three to four sales presentations with technology can double, but it requires discipline. It was discipline before, but it's discipline now as well to do those kinds of things. I didn't write this down, but am I hearing the kind of suggestions you're making somewhat accurately? Yes, yeah, absolutely. 
This is very, very good stuff. You know, I'm, I'm reminded the name of your firm is Empower Partners. Kind of curious, why did you choose those terms, Empower Partners? Yeah, good question. Uh, we wanted to make sure that, that this business uh, partners with our customers, you know, and, and I would tell you, we, we don't take on every project. Uh, we, we really try to make sure if we engage with a, with a client that the problems they're having, the goals they're having, the challenges they're having are in line with our expertise and that we can, uh, we can really bring them great results. And, uh, and so we look at partnering with clients to accomplish that. Uh, m many times it's over improving the sales force effectiveness. How do we get more out of our sales team? That's really uh, become our core business, but much of it is uh, these days around leaders. How do we make leaders more effective? Uh, how do we reduce turnover? How do we build more company loyalty? How do we improve our culture? How do we improve our profitability? So whatever the project is, whether it be consulting with a business leader or, or working with one-on-one -on -one to turn our salesperson around, uh, it's really a, a partner approach. The other part of it is uh, I have uh, six other uh, partners with me in the business uh, that are all uh, uh, veterans. Everybody has at least 25 years experience in sales and marketing uh, to be part of Empower Partners. And as we do our one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, they're not dealing with a franchise. They're not dealing with a canned program. We're dealing with seasoned, experienced, successful sales leaders that are working with that salesperson or that sales manager to improve their skills. Steve, we've packed a lot in the last half hour or so, but if our listeners want to connect with you online, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Uh, you could go to our website and, uh, and, and request a, uh, a free consultation or meeting. That's www.empowerpartners.net. Uh, feel free to contact me. Uh, my email is rshillis123 at gmail.com. And uh, phone number is 678-899-1290. Steve, this has been a real treat um, for, for me to be able to spend some time with you. You, yet again, were able to explain things in a way that I was able to understand. I'm confident our listeners were able to do the same. So thank you for your willingness to share your expertise with us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for uh, having us on and I uh, hope you have a great week. Thank you. If you'll stay with us, I'm going to wrap up here and, and just by reminding those. I want to thank those who are listening in. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Getting Unstuck and On Target. We've lined up great guests like Steve, and I'm confident you'll enjoy Get to Know. So we'll be uploading the latest episode every Thursday, and we hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast and invite your fellow leaders to do the same. The easiest way to subscribe is to go to your browser and type unstuck.show. Again, unstuck.show, or you can go to our website, bench-builders.com. So I want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you've picked up some tips that will help you get unstuck and on target. Until next time, take care, everybody.